0: Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. I'm so excited to be on the air with you this morning, so blessed to be on the station, so blessed to come to you with my brothers, Greg Horn and Greg Williams, who do a fantastic job on the air and they're just so wonderful they bring the word of god they bring hope and uh it's just amazing uh to just even call them my friends and so many other uh stations and shows that are that are on this lineup and uh i'm so grateful to come to you in the mornings wherever you are and i just want to let you know that uh the encounter radio show is blessed uh each day we have the opportunity to come to you on the air and uh and if you want to be a blessing to us in any way possible, if, uh, for more information about the Ministry of Encounter, you can go to our website, thehopeencounter.org, or just email me at bill at thehopeencounter.org. Uh, let me know how I can pray for you. and if you want information about how you can support the ministry of Encounter, especially during the holiday season, we have ministries that we help out as well too, that uh, we want to help support as well too. So when you help encounter, uh, you're helping some other ministries um, that are near and dear to our heart as well too. Yesterday on the Encounter radio show, and last week we were talking about the history of encounter. Uh, talking about uh, our seven year anniversary since our inception and the miracle is we haven't done a single fundraiser uh, up until now and now we're now we're really asking for people to help us financially and we and we're just praying that that God will come through and he always does he's always taking care of us and i just pray that you'll be a part of the encounter family and help us out if anything just please pray for us uh, and uh, Pray for guidance and uh, one of the things that uh, we love doing is encouraging the body of Christ. Uh, we want to be a blessing to organizations organizations uh, like the ministry of revive and yesterday I was sharing a little Christmas devotional that I shared with the men that I go in uh, and share with phase one guys for uh, because in phase one uh, after they graduate from phase one, then then they can come to the encounter service on Friday nights, which we have at 1301 Brandon Road every Friday night at 630. Uh, there's a service, and I want to invite you to be a part of that as well, too. But I shared a little prophetic snapshot. One of my favorite prophecies about the coming of Jesus Christ and the birth of Jesus Christ in Isaiah 9, Uh When it says, for to us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he'll be called four things. And boy, do we need these four things for Christmas. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I ended the show yesterday by saying, if you're looking for four presents to receive and give out this Christmas, I couldn't think of four better gifts. Than to bring the gift of the Wonderful Counselor, the gift of Mighty God, the gift of the Everlasting Father, and the gift of the Prince of Peace. For yourself personally, and the giveaway. If you give those things away to your family, it may be the best Christmas you'll ever have. I was talking about, we ended, obviously the last one is the Prince of Peace. I could share stories upon stories about each and every one of those. Again, there are titles given to Jesus. And their titles, uh, notice that it, it, notice that the, the prophecy didn't say, and he will be called Jesus. It, said, it basically is saying these are the identities of what he'll do and who he is. And so he's going to be a wonderful counselor. He's going to be a mighty God. He's going to be an everlasting father, and, he's, and he is the prince of peace. We have no peace. There's no such thing as peace without Jesus Christ. And so that's why Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And the peace I give and the peace I leave, the world doesn't offer. And I know that peace, and I won't forfeit that peace for anything in this world. And when you have that peace, people notice. They really do. I was sharing a story with the guys at Revive that revived uh, that. I remember a long, long time ago, uh, over two decades ago, uh, my sister had called. My older sister had called me when my younger sister was alive, and said, "Bill, you need to come home. We need to do an um, an intervention." And uh, I knew it was pretty serious, and I thought that was my assignment. Okay, I'm going to come minister to my younger uh, sister, and uh, talk to her about Jesus, and talk to her about getting well, and talk to her talk to her about you know how I got delivered. Uh, from drugs, alcohol, anger, bitterness, rage, pride, and all these different things that God delivered me from. And we were going to meet at my, my late stepfather when he was alive. My mom later remarried and married a, one of the premier Italian chefs in New York City. And you could never get in his restaurants like a two, three-hour wait, seven days a week, great Italian food. And I remember arriving at the restaurant. I met my two sisters there. And our waitress was a lady that was a dear friend of mine that I grew up with. Uh, her son and myself played basketball together. She was Italian, uh, real rough. She was just like my mother, reminded me of my mother, real rough, uh, rough language, uh, cursed a lot, uh, and uh, uh, just just real matter of fact, real direct. Uh, you knew exactly where you stood with her. Either she loved you or she hated you, and she told you, and she wasn't afraid to tell you either or. And, uh, but she always loved me, and she was so happy to see me. And so I'm, I'm there thinking I'm supposed to talk to my younger sister, and here I am with my older sister, and Dolores is the waitress. And she comes by, and she sees me, and she greets me with a curse, and how, how bleep are you, and so forth, and she gives me a big hug. And then she says this to me, what happened to you? What in the world happened to you? I said, what do you mean? She goes, something happened to you. She goes, you've changed. And then she said these exact words. She goes, there's like a peace on you that I've never seen. What is that? It's amazing that she said that. And I said, well, since you brought it up, I've given my life to Jesus Christ. I surrendered my life. I repented. I became, I'm born again. And now I live for Jesus. She looked at me like I was a little crazy. And, uh. And then she just walked away. And then she came back and she said, tell me more. I said, well, you know, I mean, he's changed my life. He's blessed me. And then she said this to me. She goes, well, I used to pray to God. And and I told him where to go. I got mad at him. I'm still mad at him because I prayed and prayed and he never answered any one of my prayers. And then she left. And then she comes back like 15 minutes later. And all the while I'm trying to talk to my witness, to my younger sister. And then uh, she comes back, and she goes, oh, do me a favor. She goes, my daughter has got terminal cancer. She has inoperable tumors in her body, uh, and they haven't given her long to live. They told her that she's not going to make it. Can you pray for her? And then she leaves. And uh, and I'm talking to my sister, and I'm, I'm loving on my sister. I love both my sisters, and uh, it was – I'm not sure if I, you know, if I got through to my to my younger sister, but it was it, it was a good meeting, and I was getting ready to leave, and then uh, Dolores sees me, and she says this to me, she says, uh, "Don't forget to pray for Margot." And the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me leave, and she was standing in front of a bar, because when you walk into the restaurant, there's a bar in the front of the restaurant before all the tables and in the back, and I I looked at Dolores and I said these words to her. I said, Dolores, when you told me that you used to pray to God and God didn't answer your prayers, I I don't know what happened. I can't speak to God as to why he didn't answer your prayers, but I know this. Here's what Jesus himself said. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, except through me, by me. Now, let me explain what what he's saying there. It's a a twofold statement. It's a prayer statement, uh, and it's a salvation statement. Jesus is saying you'll never have a relationship with the Father in heaven until you give your life to Jesus Christ. And here's how you give your life to Jesus Christ. You realize that you're a sinner, and that someone has to pay the penalty for your sins. Now, you can't do that. You can try and be good the rest of your life. You can try and live a perfect life. You can try and do all those things. But Jesus came to die for our sins, not just to forgive us of our sins, but to pay the penalty for our sins. And all we have to do is receive him, turn from our sins, repent of our sins, and ask him to forgive us of our sins, and then live for him, and then talk to him, pray, pray to him, do what he tells us to do, and and just love him back because he loved us first. And I said, and once we have that relationship established, now we have access to the Father. And now we can pray in Jesus' name. And Jesus says, I'll make sure that your prayers get to the Father if you pray to me. Because I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then I said this to Dolores. I said, Dolores, I'm going to pray for Margot, But I think God wants to hear from you today. I want you to have the confidence that your prayers are not only being heard, but they're getting to the Father. So are you willing to give your life to Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and accept him as your Lord and Savior? And she said, yes. And I led her to Jesus right at that bar in the Bronx of New York City. And then we both prayed for Margot. And uh, it was just glorious, and I never knew what happened. And then months later, I made another trip back to the city, and I hardly ever do this, but I did it again this past summer. Uh, But I made a trip back to my old neighborhood in the summer when they have their annual feast. Uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel has a feast every year, and uh, and they just – Celebrated in the streets, and I remember coming back to to look for my friend Peter Toshoni and because uh, he's always down at the feast. And and when I when I was walking in my old neighborhood, twenty uh, somewhat years ago, I saw Dolores, and she saw me, and she came running to me, and she was running and running, and and she gave me a big old hug, and and uh, she was so happy to see me, and and uh, and then. Uh, and the next person that came running to me was her daughter, Margot, and I had no idea what had happened and Margot gave me the biggest hug and would never let go and she said, "Thank you." I said, "What are you thanking me for?" She goes, "You prayed i I said, "Well, what happened? Oh, you didn't hear." She said that when I went back to the when I went back to the doctor after you guys prayed at the restaurant, they found no cancer. All my cancer was gone. As a matter of fact, we told the Catholic Church about it and our archdiocese told, it went up the chain all the way to the Vatican and they've declared my healing as a modern day miracle because medically they can't explain it. And I love that. So to this day, Dolores' daughter is healed, not because of Bill Reeser or even her mom's prayer, not because of her mom, but we prayed, and Jesus did the work because he loves us. And, but that's just a, a byproduct of having the Prince of Peace in your heart because when you have peace in your heart, someone may come up to you and say, there's something different about you You have a peace I've never seen before. And if someone should ask you that question, you should be prepared to give an account of the hope that you now live for and explain why you have that peace, how you got that peace, and what that peace means to you, and how that can be a blessing to someone else's life. I hope this story and this miracle of healing of cancer has encouraged you, especially as we pray for my dear friend in California, Myra, who's overcoming and beating this thing called cancer. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in.